the biggest sports stories of the week. So you had never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? <laughs> I mean, does anybody actually believe he just chose that just for dinner? Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. All of the dynamics of Giannis. Did he foul out? Did he foul out? Did he not foul out? Did he foul out again? Did he hit the guy in the junk? Did he not hit the guy in the junk? Like, there was so much going on. Plus some fun with pop culture. Whereas Back to the Future 3, more of a cinematic masterpiece where you feel like you, you need to watch it uh, beginning to end. This is Sunday Karma. Just keep doing it, Kyle. All right, don't we, listen to your teachers. Yes, exactly. I never did. That's what I teach Harper. Oh, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I tell yeah, her, yeah. always listen to your teachers. Yes. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside his precocious daughter, Harper, here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. Nope, just kidding. He is not my daughter. He is Eric Name. I'm Greg Madsik. We are in for Craig and Harper today. It is Sunday Karma on 94.5 ESPN. We've got you until 12 o'clock per usual. Very busy sports day today. I would say an, an underrated and maybe underappreciated local sports day when you factor in the Masters as part of it. See, that's always the cherry on top when you talk about the day. I think, I don't even know if it's underappreciated because people love Masters Sunday. Like, And again, maybe, maybe my perspective on this is... Uh, a little bit jilted because I'm friends with Gabe Neitzel and this is like this is his Christmas. Yeah, don't like, bother Ma- Gabe today. Masters week <laughs> is like his Christmas. So he's he's been playing he's got pimento cheese. He had a shipment in from Augusta, Georgia where he has all of the Masters everything. There's Masters cups over there. There's pimento cheese sandwiches. There's everything there's their barbecue i don't even know what anything that happens in augusta georgia during this week is happening at gabe neitzel's house uh so i've gotten the invite which is a very exclusive invite uh and and i'm gonna spend my sunday afternoon there so like i'm for me this is not underrated this is this is a huge huge deal so i i don't even know if i'm the right person to answer this because for me i've been i've been looking forward to this all week i I don't know how i feel about the shipped egg salad uh (laughs) that that did have to (laughs) had to arrive via airplane it it made me uncomfortable i will not Uh, be having any of that like i'll stay away from that uh, the pork and whatever's being poured into one of those master's cups i think you're probably safe with it is master's sunday and uh along with that the Bucks play tonight, and really, to me, Eric, it's a continuation of a 10-game road trip. I know they played a home game the other night, but consider they played in Dallas the night before. They had to get on a plane, get home at 2, 3 a.m., play a game without any of its starters, lose to the Hornets, and then it's back on the road. So to me, this is not a 9-in-10-game stretch on the road. This is a 10-game road trip for the Bucks. It's it's honest, and obviously, like I've only been covering the league uh, at the Athletic this is my third season, but obviously, I, I've seen the Bucks before that, and honestly, I mean, this is this is a stretch that I don't really have a good comparison for. I haven't seen something like this. We're talking about a six-game West Coast road trip, and the the kind of tradition in the NBA is if you go on the West Coast, you come home. And you take two days off, period. Like it's it's not even negotiable. Like you literally, that's just how it goes. If you go on a week or more West Coast trip, you come home and you take two days off. The Bucks had a back to back after that. So 
they they decide to rest everybody. And okay, well, you just got done with your six-game West Coast road trip, right? You get a couple days off, you get to stay at home. No, you go back out on the road. And then when you go out on the road, think about literally just the planes. And again, these are charter planes, so I understand. I don't feel bad for professional athletes, whatever. I, I get all of the, the disclaimers that are going to come from fans immediately here. But today, Orlando, then Minnesota... And, and again, I don't know if you know a ton about geography. Those two places yeah. are not close. And then Atlanta. <laughs> and then back to Atlanta. There wasn't a way to sweep in Atlanta, right. do Orlando to Atlanta. That's a nice little maybe a 30-minute flight. Like it's It can be quick. No. You go all the way to Minnesota, then all the way back down to Atlanta, and then all the way back to Milwaukee for your homestand. It's, it's honestly one of the wildest 10-day stretches I can remember just seeing as someone like, that covers the team. And, and again, you know, I was texting Matt Velasquez, of, formerly of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, yesterday, and I was like, dude, can you imagine if we were actually on the road? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not traveling right now. <laughs> right. Like, I don't even know what we would have done because you would have had to come home Cover the back-to-back, and hopefully during the day you got an early enough flight that you could do some laundry. Like, hope that you can somehow get out on the road tomorrow, like yesterday so that you're ready for it. I, it's crazy. So we'll see how the Bucks do. Uh, we'll see who plays. Giannis's list is doubtful uh, thus far. The rest of the guys that were out on, uh, on Friday night are all listed as probable. So I would guess we're going to see just about everyone return other than Giannis and, and P.J. Tucker. But who knows? Uh, another injury update comes here in about two hours. So we'll see by that point. Maybe maybe Giannis ends up playing. All right, so we got the Bucks tonight in Orlando against the uh, fledgling Magic. We've got the Masters, and we also have Brewers baseball. The Brewers going for a series win over the Cardinals after a 9-5 win yesterday. Keston, when he heats up, it can get really fun really fast. We saw that in 2019, and he swings on this one to deep center. Carlson's back on it at the track. He's out of room. Keston, here it goes deep. A three-run blast, and the Brewers lead it 8-2. to two. Lane Grindle with the call. I'll say the name. Eric, you complete the sentence. Keston Hira. Ugh, I don't know if I can. Not professional hitter yet? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> he swings and misses a little bit too much. I honestly had this conversation. Uh, I forgot who I was talking to the other day um, about the Brewers, but I was like, I don't know if I can do it. I, I thought that that was next in line, right? Like the Ryan Braun professional hitting crown was going to be taken off of his head and put onto Keston Hero's head. I'm not sure, but. Yesterday worked out well. Well, you're, you're not using professional fielder. Uh, we know nope. that. Uh, that, sure, that sure. is going to be a nope. mystery all season long. So he's only in the lineup because of his bat. And if the bat's not there, it's the Daniel Vogelback train at first base, which <laughs> right. I think would also be entertaining. Uh, but good stuff from Keston here yesterday. Atoning for a two-run error, completing a three-run home run. Brewers win 9-5. to five, So game three of that series will be played today in St. Louis. So put it all into the hopper here. I'm not going to say one is singularly better than the others, but there is a thing with the Masters. I I find it to be one of the more athlete-proof events on the sports calendar. I don't care if Tiger's playing. I don't care if he's in the hunt. I don't care if he's right there on the leaderboard. I don't care if he's leading. It does not affect my enjoyment of the Masters. So every time I watch the Masters event, I try and put myself there, right? So I you know, crank up the, the heat to about 80 degrees in the Matzik household. We, we find some azaleas. <laughs> I'm out there with a hairdryer in the morning trying to open them up, right? We've got the, as much southern cuisine going on right. in the household. We've got some sweet tea in the fridge. 
and uh, I really try and get into the spirit of the Masters. Sure. I can't be there, so I try and put myself there. And every time I watch, Eric, I think to myself, there has got to be a way I can get to Augusta, Georgia, to enjoy this event in person. Be it as a member of the media, which might be the best way to go. I'll explain that later. Or as a member of the gallery. Now, if you're going to go to the Masters, this would be the year. You plunk down anywhere. Plenty right? of room. Absolutely. Room. Throw your chair down, and there you go. Wherever you want to go. It is not the stampeding herd that we typically see at Augusta. It is on my sports bucket list. It is probably at the top of the sports bucket list. I have some others in consideration. It's kind of our thread of the day here. I kind of want to know from you what stands out. What are those events that you watch, and every time you watch it, you say to yourself, I have got to find a way to get there. And it would be a thing that would help complete your life on this earth. We open it up at 800-990-3776. Weigh in on Twitter. Max will put it up uh, on ESPN, at ESPN Milwaukee on Twitter. Bucket list sporting events. Where does the Masters fit for you, and what else is on that list? So, as you know, I am a hoops junkie, right? You are. That's that's my thing. Love, Love basketball. That's what I'm all about. And I've realized recently... Because I am, I'm incredibly blessed to get to cover a lot of NBA games. I've been to a lot of really cool NBA venues. I mean, every arena in the league. You know, you think back to the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals. You're talking about an Air Canada Center, Center, and I guess now technically Scotia Bank Arena. But I mean, 20,000 Canadians losing their brains in just like the most incredible atmosphere that you've ever been like i i mean i don't do this uh but i mean most of my row of press row had earplugs in like that's that's just like what they had for that game so i've been very blessed to do that which means my my blind spot is college arenas so now i'm i've and this this march madness really messed with my head because we were playing really important games in Hinkle Fieldhouse. And I don't even know if it's ever going to be possible. <laughs> but a Final Four in Hinkle Fieldhouse would be like the most unreal thing I can even imagine. And again, I've been to a Final Four uh, in a football arena in Indianapolis. That was great. Had a great time. Well, for the first game. The championship what wasn't, wasn't as much fun but the final four game was a lot of fun uh so hinkle Fieldhouse is very high uh the palestra in in philadelphia like i any of those places like the pit in albuquerque new mexico sure. yeah, there you go like any uh, assembly hall in indiana i've never been to uh so you have an arena bucket list it's, it's not necessarily the specific event right new mexico right. could be playing long beach state right it doesn't matter wouldn't matter i mean okay. preferably it would be like Rivalry season, uh, New Mexico versus New Mexico State. Is that their biggest rivalry? Uh, Lobos and Wolfpack. Is that what sure, it is? I guess. Okay. Uh, like whatever it is, like the the peak of those yeah, arenas. We'll take that. Like <laughs> all five teams from Philly in the Palestra, like in some sort of tournament. Whatever it might be, like arena bucket list is what I've decided. Like as you posed this question to me, I was like, okay, that's that's where I'm at. Like those are the things that I need to see. Uh, it. 
And again, like these aren't things that I'm probably ever going to be able to cover. Like maybe, I, I don't know. I'm excited to hear your Ocean's Eleven heist plan for covering a Masters. Yes. Um, but I, I guess I got to start thinking about mine for somehow covering a game at Hinkle. Maybe I'm doing some scouting for an NBA draft like profile or something. I, so I need to start thinking through this, how to do it professionally, uh, Ocean's Eleven style. But that's what immediately comes to mind for me. So the other component for you would be to somehow get a ball in your hand. And you, as I know you, Eric, you only leave the venue on a made three. It's true. So that means if you attend any event at Hinkle Fieldhouse, the only way you're going to be allowed to leave, if I have anything to say about it, is a made three. That would really... Just leave the arm up, right? Just keep walking. Yep, 100%. I would do it Larry Bird style. I would let it go and then just... Leave it up. Just keep walking. You just won the three-point contest. It's over. It's over. I won. Uh, who did Bird beat? What, Tim Legler, maybe that particular year? I don't even know who was in second place. I just know that they were all playing for second place. Yes, we'll have to dig back into the archives. 800-990-3776. Sports bucket list chat and discussion. We continue on the other side. It is Sunday Karma, the final day of the Masters. It is Sunday Karma. Greg Matzik in for Craig. I guess that means Eric' name is in for Harper. Well, you, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, I don't even have an argument. I, I don't even know what's going on in this studio, by the way. So I, I feel like I'm in, infringing on the the space of Jen, Gabe, and Chewy because I, I got there's some sort of m- megaphone here. I don't even know what this thing does. It's, it's a fart machine. It uh, sounds oh, like. is that what? It is? <laughs> Yes, I suppose it is, in the shape of a megaphone. There is a bottle of Zima. Now, that actually came from the Matzik household, a story to be told later. And I see penalty flags here. Uh, so that's that's a collection of stuff on the desk here the in the thi- studio. The thing that kind of scares me, and this is like a fear for for Jen and Gabe, is uh, choose a big dude, man. Uh, you know, I've I back when I was you know still a producer here. Like I was producing that Sunday show, and you'd watch Chu come in in a medium black Nike T-shirt like I'm wearing right now, <laughs> and he'd be ripping out of it. Like it would be like, all right, that that dude is still in shape. If he picks up one of these flags and throws it, he might actually hurt someone. And I don't think there's a lot of weight in there, but I think yeah. he could actually hurt someone if he decides. to to throw something around, so I'm a little bit worried for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it is uh, interesting. Always interesting to hop into the studio. We have Chewy over our left shoulder, a cardboard cutout version. We do have on TV here the early coverage of the Masters. This is not actual players playing. It's more of a what's to come here as uh, the final round of the Masters begins with Hideki Matsuyama atop the leaderboard. 11 under par, a 65 yesterday. He was never in the fairway as I watched, so he scrambled his way to an incredible score. There was a rain delay. Justin Thomas imploded following the rain delay. He went from 500 to 100. He had a snowman on a particular hole. I only wish that I could have seen it all live. Even a weather delay. I'd have been fine with that. It is the event to top my sports bucket list, the Masters. We want to know what it is for you. 800-990-3776. Weigh in on Twitter at ESPN. Milwaukee. So while we're here, I've, I've, I just, I have an office set up with a second screen. I'm totally fine. I can stream whatever, right? Yeah. I, I'm smart enough. I'm capable enough. I can do it. Can we just put the masters on my TV? Like, can you stop making me stream it? Like right now, 
I'd have to, I think, maybe like ESPN Plus if I really wanted some Masters action at home. Or maybe CBS has the stream today. I don't know who has it. Maybe Masters.com. Whatever. I have to do some level of work. Okay. And is it and is it simple? Yes. Is it something that I do every day? Yes, I stream things all the time. I can do it. Can someone just put it on my TV? Like why do we have to do this? You you're clear you clearly want people to watch it cuz you're making the stream available. But to make it more exclusive to I guess make the masters more important, like level it up a little bit, you got to make me stream it. Just put it on my TV. I should just be able to put on ESPN or CBS or TNT. I'll find True TV. I don't care. I, I've figured out how to use my TV remote. I would just like it on my TV instead of needing to do the work myself. So do you have the Masters app? No. So <laughs> why not? Well, like I'm not, this is genius. It's, the Masters app is brilliant. But it's one time a year. I, like I'm not getting any use out of the Masters right. app any other time. Then you, then you get rid of it. It's like the Final Four app every but year. But you're you just making get rid me, of it. You're making me work again. Why am I working again? Just put it on my TV. The juice is worth the squeeze. I would say All that. Right. right? All right. So I, I got the Masters app here. So I think I got featured groups. I can pick which group I want to see. If I want to just watch holes four, five, and six, I can do that. If I want to watch the range, I can do that. I guarantee Gabe's doing that right now. Uh, if you want your own featured group, this is my group, the players that I want to watch, you can do that. You can you can do everything on the Masters app. Understood. I understand how That's to stream so easy. things. But why? why? Why make me do something, even if it's easy, instead of just giving it to me? Just give it to me. I, I guess the TV networks have decided that if you're 15 over and you're Sandy Lyle, that, it, that it's just not going to do well for ratings. I guess. And there's I, a lot of those paid-for vacuum commercials in the morning that they got to get through. Right, there's a lot of business going on, right? Dollars are exchanging hands as we speak. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really think about the Sunday morning and Saturday morning program. Yeah, that's on me. All the frying pans that nothing seems to stick to, no matter how hard you try. That's a great point. That cheese just comes right off. (laughs) I don't get it. It's incredible. Science, man. What's (laughs) the top of your sports bucket list? Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. So here's my master plan with the Masters. Uh, I have never played in the Masters. Uh, It's fair to say I will never play in the Masters. I know. Shocking to you. We've, we're already going down a path I wasn't even thinking about. <laughs> okay. Plain. All right, let's go. Well, I, and this is maybe a two birds with one stone sort of deal. I could go to the Masters. I could win the lottery. I could get tickets. And you know, maybe my brother, my dad and I, my mom, whatever, we do a practice round together. Sure. We would have an unbelievable time. We would have a great time. There's no question about it. If you can get in the ropes, now you're cooking with gas. Right. right. So this is a different level. So if you can cover the event as a member of the media, a couple of different things become an opportunity. Sure. The opportunity to get a little closer, inside the ropes, less traffic. Yes. I'm a man in my 40s. I appreciate less traffic. Of course. The second opportunity, and this could only be described as legendary, is the Masters Lottery. If you are a member of the media covering the Masters, you get put into a lottery. And I don't know how many, but a certain select few get pulled out of a hat, for lack of a better term, and they get to play Augusta National with Sunday pin placements the day after the Masters. This is why you want to cover the Masters versus just go to the Masters. Right. Because I I would need to take a full week off. I I would call and say, look, I, I, I won the lottery. I am not coming in on Monday. And I guarantee I'm not going to be there Tuesday. And I might just walk back because I just need to soak it all in. Right. So our good friend Gary D'Amato 
has covered the Masters for, I don't know, 20-some-odd years, and very disappointed that he's unable to go this year. But he has played Augusta, I believe, twice, if not three times. So he's been plucked out of the lottery. Mm -hmm. And there's a five-year waiting period in between when you're eligible. If you play one year, five more years, you got to wait. And Gary's been able to play it, I think, twice, maybe three times. And it's just, that would be mind-blowing to me. Yeah, that's the next level spot. That, for sure. And and I've read some of those stories, right? Like, because if you're a golf writer and you get to do it, of course you're going to write the story about actually getting to play around with yes. Sunday. Like, of course. Uh, I, I like where your head's at. Now we just need to figure out, I don't even know, is it like a sponsorship? Is Has Gabe, like, worked up enough master's points that he can somehow, you know... I don't. I don't know. Is there a point system here? Like, can you can you get in because of Gabe? Um, I don't know. You got to find a way, man. Because that that's all time is getting to cover it like that. I don't know. Is there you know some crossover ESPN Milwaukee content we can figure out because th- there has to be a way. And again, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. We can figure it out. Well, I would need to leverage. I think the WTMJ, our friends down the hall, right. Uh, I'm a 20-year working member of the media. I have covered a couple of GMOs and U.S. Bank championships. That put it on the resume. I have covered, uh, let's see, the the amateur, the U.S. amateur, which right. was at Aaron Hills several years ago, I featuring mean, Jordan Spieth and Patrick Cantlay. Did you make your way out to Aaron Hills for, what was it, U.S. Open? Yes, of course, the U.S. Open. I mean... I've hit a hole-in-one. All I of the... That right? This, this is the resume. <laughs> I think Absolutely. Just, You're I there. just need to sell it to the folks that would have to pay for me to go there, I guess. Sure. Which would be our company, but nonetheless, it is at the top of my bucket list. There's still a travel show on 620. There is. Like, you can figure out flights, you get that rope in, that sponsorship there. Yeah, I like where you're going with that. I, I do like how you've taken this, too, with the uh, the arena discussion. That that there is one There is one event that has an arena component to it that I would also very much like to attend, and that is a Duke-North Carolina game. Oh, yeah. At Cameron Indoor would be my preference, even though I would be rooting for North Carolina to win that game. Sure. Yeah, ven- Cameron Indoor. The that's... venue puts it over the top for me. Intimate. It's a barn. Yep. Right? Small. Mm-hmm. Not easy to get into. Maybe I'll camp out with the students on, on the sure. lawn. But a Duke-Carolina game, and they always play right around my birthday, their second matchup. Mm. Preferably at Cameron Indoor, but I'm not going to be too picky on this. It's a game I need to see live. I agree. That I put it on the list. I'm with you. All right. What is on your list? We want to know. This is a big sports day. 800-990-3776. It's a sports day so big, we need to welcome in Jason Wildy. He will join us next on Sunday Karma. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Exactly sure why Craig has off today. Uh, is there an outside chance he's at the Masters for the final round? I wouldn't put it past him because I, if I remember correctly, Chu got a Masters pullover sometime three years ago, maybe four years ago, at some point. But it was the wrong size, and he was very upset. And I don't know what the return policy is. <laughs> what fits him? Yeah, <laughs> I would assume. I would assume it wasn't small enough. Right. That, that would be that oh, would be my be. guess. Uh, it was too baggy. And, you know, Chu really wants that yeah. quarter zip, like hugging him. Um, so there was some drama around that. And 
I would guess Craig was the one that got him the Masters quarter zip. I don't. Th I don't think that was a Gabe purchase because uh, Gabe did go to the Masters a couple years ago. Sure. So I'm not sure who was, but I, I wouldn't put it out of the. Uh, Craig, Craig could be there. Okay. Well, very interesting. It is Eric Name and Greg Matzik on Sunday Karma. Happy to be joined by our good friend. I don't believe he's ever been in the Masters, but he is a fan of the quarter zip. It's Jason Wildy. Hello, Jason. Uh, I don't know if I would have called that discussion very interesting as someone who was listening to it, but it was okay. Decent? It's Sunday yeah. morning. I mean, it's just... We're just trying to get by, man. <laughs> right. I got oatmeal here. There's a Zima on the table for some reason. <laughs> we're just trying to get by. <laughs> A Zima at 10.30 on Sunday morning. That sounds about right. I, I slept here last night. That's why I passed out on the couch, and Greg just poked me this morning yeah. and got me up. I just this little machine I got here, I just try to wake him up with it. <laughs> Jason, we are talking sports bucket list items. You have covered many a sporting event in your life, including Super Bowls, right? The, the, the world has been kind to you from an event coverage standpoint. Is there something that you would just to, like, drop the pen, drop the paper, drop the recorder and laptop and say, you know what, I just want to go experience this. I want to be there to see what it's like and enjoy it. Mm, no, but there's some things that I haven't covered that I would like to cover. Um, and chief among them is a Final Four. I have never covered a Final Four. I used to jump on the State Journal bandwagon to cover the Badgers in, in the NCAA tournament uh, every year because it would coincide with um, in fact, they would play the Big Ten tournament in Indy, and it would be at the same time as the scouting combine, so I would help out with both the men's and women's uh, Big Ten tournaments, and then I would help out on our Badgers coverage in the NCAA tournament. So I got to see great places like Oklahoma City and Omaha, Syracuse, mm. um, some real garden spots. Um, All delightful really in the month of March. Yeah, uh, I actually enjoyed Oklahoma City. I should take that back. But um, I never made it to a Final Four. Coach Coach Bennett's team, obviously, which I love Coach Bennett a lot. Um, I wasn't covering the team during that time. And so um, I watched that probably the last time I truly cheered as a fan. Um, and then, uh, you know, there are two trips back-to-back. -back. I had already moved on to ESPN Wisconsin, so I didn't go to those either. So that is number one on my bucket list, and the Masters is nowhere on my bucket list. <laughs> uh, so mine is is college basketball-related. I said I there's just like a bunch of college basketball arenas I haven't been to, like Cameron Indoor, the Palestra in Philly, uh, you know, if you if you keep going down the line, you can go to Hinkle Fieldhouse. I've never been. Uh, you know, Fog Allen Fieldhouse for a Kansas game. Th that's that to me. That like the atmosphere. All of that is where is where I want to be. Mm. I shot a free throw at the Palestra. Oh, very nice. Uh, well, I, I shot several of them because <laughs> you can't leave on a miss. Uh, good man. Um, <laughs> that was my question. We were out. We were in Philly and. Uh, I don't know, Otsi knew somebody uh, that sounds right in town, <laughs> and so we got. To, and it is, it, it you're right. It is a a bucket list venue uh, with all its history and everything. It's a really cool place. So that was that is awesome, and and I highly recommend that. Um, I just want to see you get back on the road for Bucks games personally, but hey, Oof. whatever you get to travel to, let me know. So the, the venue can, in some regards, supersede the event. Eric has kind of talked me into that. Is there anything about Augusta, Jason, that you just look at and say that that property looks incredible? I'd I'd like to see it. 
It's beautiful. Uh, no question. They do a great job. I, lo- I personally enjoy the sound of the birds, which may or may not be actual birds, right. if I recall correctly from television. Uh, I just don't, like, I know uh, we have a couple of teammates who absolutely love golf and absolutely love the Masters. It's just, you know, it's not my cup of tea. I won't be watching today. I will uh, check the highlights so I can talk semi-intelligently, which is basically my baseline on Wilde and Tausch, but um, I, I will not watch it. It's not destination viewing for me. My my destinations today are like uh, to go pick up hot ham and um, hmm. drop off some donations at Goodwill. Talking semi-intelligently. The Jason Wilde brand right there. Love it. Uh, <laughs> and getting emotional at some point probably too. Uh, also the brand. Are, are you a nap guy, Jason? Like, do you take naps? Oh, the master's nap. I know where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. I already took one. I am, I am not a nap. Yeah, I know you slept overnight at the studio, which is awesome. Um, I, I am not a nap guy. Oof. Uh, I've never really been a nap guy. But if I were to take a nap, is there anything better to get you to nap on the couch than golf? Nope, it's undefeated. It's absolutely. Like, I don't. I I don't understand how Gabe and Stephen Watson and and all of our golf aficionados like do they rest up before they watch golf? Do they drink caffeine? Because it is it's like tryptophan for me if I do put it on. I'm, like, I'm a little bit scared. I'm going over by Gabe's this afternoon to watch the Masters. You're not him. allowed to talk. Just don't let him lead the conversation. I'm a little bit scared. I'm gonna fall asleep. Oh, like I've done it so many times. Like I'm gonna be sitting on the couch. Uh, maybe I get a blanket. Like, if I get a blanket, it's over. Like, I'm out. And then am I offending him, or am I showing the proper amount of respect that, hey, you know, I take my, my master's nap seriously, and I'm able to do it even here in your home. That's how much I respect you. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a really – it's going to be an awkward situation. So is this the first time you've done this, that you've been invited to Gabe's house? Uh, no, I've been to, to Ga- I've been to Gabe's house for, but uh, not for the Masters. I've been there for Royal Rumbles because, as you know, Gabe is also a very different, <laughs> a, a pro wrestling aficionado. Uh, well, so, okay. so I've been there for a Royal Rumble, and that's just action all the time. You you gotta be you gotta be in on the jokes. You gotta be you gotta be ready to go. Golf is very different. I'm I'm legit concerned. This is my first Masters invite, and I'm trying not to screw it up. What well, I-, I would I would I would just say this about going to Gabe's house for the Masters, I would assume that uh, you won't be able to nap because uh, after the ball is struck, he will be shouting, Get in the hole! (laughs) And things like that at the television. Well, there there is now now there's a hint, and I'm in in the mix here with Gabe and Watson as a a golf nerd. I I don't need Tiger for it to be entertaining for me. Um, And neither does Gabe, although he does love himself some Tiger. I just want a stacked leaderboard. I want drama. I want. Right. I, I root for the underdog. I've been the underdog for much of my life. I, I, I align myself with that mentality, and that's why I like to watch. But there's also the other element here, and that is fantasy golf, Jason. Walk with no, me down dude. this path. That's right. You're looking at the leaderboard. You're based it on FedEx Cup points and greens in regulation, fairways in regulation. It sucks the casual fan into other sports. It also does for golf. So... That'll keep you awake. So you're telling me I need to get some action on it. There that's you go. Tell- yes. I, I feel like you're encouraging me to do bad things with my life. Side but bets. But that's okay. That's sure. okay. I'm into it. 
I never thought Gabe, uh, Gabe and Greg would be leading you down different <laughs> paths of corruption. The the fact that you enjoy both the Royal Rumble though and the Masters, at least you're you're enjoying two events where clearly the outcome is not predetermined. Right. It's exactly. just all based on the competition. <laughs> yes, yes. And it just works out the way it works out. Great drama. You just never know what's going to happen. And in no way has it been decided nope. before the event began. No, I, you just you think you've got it all pegged, and all of a sudden a chair enters the ring. Who knows? My goodness. Who knows? Where did that come from? I've seen uh, it happen. It's wild. Well, maybe the uh, maybe combining a little bit of the Royal Rumble with golf would, would get Jason in a little bit more, and the activity level would pick up a little bit. Maybe. That might be what golf needs, Wildy, to spike things up a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I, I do think, and, and I am not a great golfer. There was a time where I was okay. Um, those days are long since past. But um, I do think that if baseball players – can hit a baseball that's coming at them 100 miles an hour with the in the seventh game of the World Series and uh, somehow concentrate and hit that ball out of the ballpark, I think we should have uh, cheering in backswings. Wow. Sure. Constant cheering because that would, that, would, uh, that would make it more interesting to me. I don't know if I need a, a, some guy coming with a chair behind you as you're in your backswing. But I definitely need cheering. What's the what's the event in was it Phoenix where people are oh, doing yeah, the waste shotgun management. beers? Yeah. Right. So they that's like a kegger on the course. So yeah. the sixteenth hole, if you miss the green, they boo you. Okay, actively. Yeah. And it's expected and I'm it's into that. entertaining. Yeah, that'd be great. I like that kind of stuff. Well, it's good. All right. Well, it is Sunday at the Masters and a, a big sports day as the Brewers take on the Cardinals looking for a series win. Bucks in Orlando. The Packers are not playing, but the games off the field are certainly Well, worth talking about. We will talk some football with Jason on the other side as we continue on Sunday Karma. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Sunday Karma on 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN in Madison. Craig Matzik, Eric Name. And our friend Jason Wildy. Check him out, 9 to noon, with Mark Tauscher on Wildy and Tausch. Uh, it is the month of April, Jason, and we are approaching the NFL draft. It's also that time of year where I get incredibly excited, and, and I can't wait to share with you the, the picture of the seven yards of mulch that will be arriving in my driveway in, a, I would say, about a month's time. Um, I, I would love to get to the point again where you maybe come down, we do it together, do a little barbecue, and have some fun, but... It is becoming mulching weather as we approach the NFL draft, and, and nothing really excites me more. Yeah, I can't wait to get my own mulch delivered, and for you, being the great friend that you are, to come and spread it for me, and I'll sit and drink a lemonade and watch. See, now, now that's the thing, Jason. I would be happy to do it. That, that, right? I You'd know. Like, <laughs> you love this kind of thing, which <laughs> makes you one sick guy. <laughs> Why? It's quiet. It's peaceful. It's, it, it's a good, honest, hard day's work. And then I get to enjoy a lemonade, unless you drink it all, I guess. Now, my biggest question is when you have it delivered, because I, I prefer the bags. I go to Fleet Farm. I like the bags because while you get a little bit dirty loading them into the pickup truck that you borrowed from your neighbor, uh, <laughs> you can put gloves on, and you may wear a shirt that's going to get ruined, but it allows you to carry the bag to your location, dump it, and then throw the bag in the recycling bin. When you get it delivered in a big pile, 
do you put down some sort of like a tarp so you don't end up with a gigantic brown like King Kong poop stain in your driveway, or how do you handle that part of it? No, Matsek just moves it so fast. Yeah, like, never, he's ever. just there. <laughs> it, it's, it's a me two hours. It's off the driveway. It's a speed wow. run. Uh, Max, I may have to reconsider my approach. Max, could you isolate King Kong poop stain for a future drop? Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so the seven yards that are delivered, I, I really only need three. I just get seven because it looks cool. Right. Um, I, I've got a wheelbarrow and I've got a pitchfork. If you got a shovel, you're doing it wrong. Get yourself a pitchfork. You're going to make life so much easier for yourself. Hey, wheelbarrow oh. the thing around and drop it as you need and spread it and have your lemonade. You're sick. Puppy. And then, oh, and then if you're a and then if you're a Packers fan, you can take that pitchfork and storm the gates of Lambeau <laughs> yeah, there Field. There Aaron Rodgers demands the trade. Yes, <laughs> is is that where we're heading, Jason? Is exactly where I was going because in one respect, I'm saying, wow, they didn't restructure a contract. There's no clarity here. But maybe by not restructuring the contract, it is quite clear what the Packers' intentions with Aaron Rodgers are. Yeah, I don't know how clear it is, Greg, and and I. My, the thing that I keep thinking about now, because, you know, I, I've talked about this a lot on our show and all the other shows that we have on ESPN Wisconsin and on 620 WTMJ, like, I, I'm, I, have the, I have fatigue. So if I have it, and it's my job not to have it, I'm sure Packers fans to some degree have it. But I just, my question now, my focus now is how are we going to get to the truth? How are we going to do it? How is it going to come? Because if we ask, like, we're going to have to be so smart about how we ask questions of Goody when he does this pre-draft press conference. It's going to, it's like Ted. Like, it really is. It, it, I used to love the challenge of asking Ted questions, in, and I mean Ted Thompson, not Ted Lasso, in, in the effort to get usable information that I loved that challenge. And this is going to be one of those because if you ask him, has Aaron Rodgers expressed any frustration to you or unhappiness with where things stand with his contract? Goody's going to say, well, we don't talk about individual contracts, right? He's going to be a little more graceful maybe than Mark Murphy was with his no comments. But it's going to take the right questions to get some clarity on this. And to me, the the, the potential clarity will come from is Aaron Rodgers participating in your off-season program? And the worst news that I have seen was this idea from J.C. Treader about the entire league, everyone in the NFLPA, boycotting the off-season program if it's not virtual. I thought, not hey, if, if that's what's best for players, I, I don't have a problem with it, but it's not best for me trying to discern <laughs> where the Aaron Rodgers situation is. So can you, can you boycott? the off-season program because you're unhappy that your contract wasn't reworked to your satisfaction when it's already being boycotted for not being virtual. That's my problem. And, and if this turns out to be something that happens, first of all, I do think it hurts members of their union because players like, oh, I don't know, the guy who's supposed to replace Aaron Rodgers really needs to be on the field during the offseason. He needs that work. You know, you can say all these veteran players don't, but he needs it because otherwise, you know, he's going to get to training camp and he will not have made much advancement. But if they do boycott the offseason program because they think it should be virtual like it was last year, 
that will just further complicate our search for clarity on what's going on with the quarterback. I'm going to be honest. I'm really just thinking about like Mike Budenholzer or John Horst telling me, you know, we have conversations with all of our players, you know, constant communication with all of them. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, we prefer not to share any of those private conversations, but, you know, we're talking to all of our guys all the time. Oh, thanks. That's really clear. Yeah, I love that one. It's, it's yeah, clear that's and helpful. I, I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, g- have fun looking forward I'm to that. I'm open to ideas, Eric. I'm open to ideas on how to approach it because I do think, that I look there, and I, I keep having to say this. I would like to think that we have lots of smart listeners and fans who understand um, some of the relationships I have. But this has not just been conjured up because we're all bored. Now, right. whether or not my biggest frustration with the quarterback, though, and I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you on this, is. As reporters, it's happened to Charles Robinson. It's happened to uh, Adam Schefter. It's happened to Mike Silver. Um, it's happened to Sam Farmer, where you get something from his quote-unquote camp and you report it, and then Rogers kind of throws you under the bus and acts like it's not really accurate. And I, I don't that I don't appreciate. You know, we have a great relationship, but I've told him that before. Like you can't. You know, to make it sound like this is all a media creation, and this has happened with other instances, and it hasn't happened with this one yet, although, you know, to a smaller degree, when he went on McAfee a couple of days after the NFC Championship game, I mean, you said, myself included, about uncertain futures. You thanked the media before you walked off the Zoom call as if you may never talk to us again, like, Look, we're not morons. Like, there's, we knew something was afoot, and then to go on McAfee and kind of act like nothing's going on. The big challenge with him, and, and Tausch likes to call me Hansel because I'm always following breadcrumbs with him, <laughs> but, but the truth of the matter is if you listen to what he said most recently on McAfee, there are some, some crucial, and he's so precise with his words, he's like as precise as he is with his throws, There are some choices of words there. If you go back and listen or you go back and read the stories that we all wrote about it, where he talks about the uncertainty and you don't know which way this thing's going to go. Really? Because when he says that phrase, to me, that's talking in the present. Right. That is not talking about we don't know how this thing's going to go in 2022. That's talking about now. So, again, uh, I don't know how we get to clarity, but I look forward to getting there whenever it is. I, I know your ma- your pop culture references are l- poss- sometimes limited, Jason. Um, They're just old. But Ma- it, Big matzo ball out there. It's it Hansel and Gretel. It, it sure is. Um, <laughs> have you seen The Office? Like the- um, as an avid listener to Wilde and Tausch, I know you know that I am frequently ridiculed for never having watched The Office because it's such a great show, and everyone tells me I would love it, and I just have never watched. Right. Love Will Dantouch. Listen all the time. Um, uh-huh. Clearly. So, so I, I just feel like every time he speaks in that show, you know, it's supposed to be a documentary, and then the people in the show are always looking at the camera like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? I feel like that's what Jay, like that is what Aaron does every time he does an interview this offseason. Like he'll say something like you said, very carefully worded, very precisely worded 
talking about very specific things, and then once he's done, he just kind of gives the camera a look like, yeah, I said it. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, I, I did. I said that. Like it, it's, on a, it's really a strange thing to watch because... He's as, savvy. He's super savvy. Incredibly. He knows exactly what he's saying at all times, like better than... I mean, I, obviously, I've covered a lot of players. You've covered a lot of players too, Jason. But man, like that dude knows what he says at all times. Words do not come out of his mouth by mistake. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that he, for instance, you know, I think there was a feeling that maybe, um, maybe he was going to try and use Jeopardy as this alternative. I mean, I suggested it myself, so I'm certainly criticizing myself here. Hey. Maybe I'll just quit and go do Jeopardy full-time, right, and not play, which, of course, was going to be um, kind of transparently false right? because, A, Jeopardy doesn't require you to quit your other job, and, B, he, he's, he, you knew he wanted to play. He said he wants to play into his 40s forever. Well, as that started to gain a little bit of steam, you know, he then <laughs> came back and made the comment, I want to play five to seven more years. I think I could do both at the same time. So he really kind of eliminated that storyline, which if he didn't intend it to happen, which I doubt, but I think he saw it as an opportunity to get people thinking, oh, well, maybe he'll retire. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going to. I want to do both at the same time. Um, I'm Again, you're, you're exactly right. With the exception of when he tweeted about Ryan Braun being hashtag exonerated, yeah. <laughs> the guy never makes a misstep. He just never says things emotionally and that's why i was really bothered by some of the reaction after the nfc championship game because i was like look oh well he was just emotional from losing no he's that's never been not that. how he is wired no. that's not what he does yeah i mean like if it was like Giannis, sure I- i've heard right. Giannis be emotional i've heard Giannis yeah. drop f-bombs to me before like i've heard all of that but that's not that's in your pinned it's in your pinned tweets i think Sure is. No, uh, but he, he is. he's he's never like that's just not Rogers. Like he's not. He's he's an, an emotions robot. Like he just knows what he's saying and doing at all times. What what I envision happening and uh I I, I do think I sometimes I think Goody's just trolling people. The one free agent they sign is a long stamper, right? And just like <laughs> stuff like that. Sure. There will be a time where this draft you know, it might be this year, might be next year, where the Packers Goody decides to take Wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, offensive, like weapon after weapon after weapon. And then it'll either be Aaron's final year or it'll be to help make the life a little bit easier for the next quarterback, yep. who we presume to be Jordan Love. Jason, yeah, I, I, I'm desperate. I, I know we're running past time, but whatever. It's Sunday Karma. Craig can, does that every Sunday I, anyway. I, I, can oh, do, I can do this. So we're going to just fly by that stop sign. Sorry. Um, but you mentioned the idea that if Jordan Love doesn't get this offseason program, he's going to be behind. Is that something we're seeing around the league? Like quarterbacks that have been drafted in the last however long, not making the development that we would expect for them? Like, is that something that you've heard from executives or from people in the league? Like, because that feels like it would be a real problem. Like, I understand someone, like in the NBA, you got to get your young guys reps, you got to get them in your program, you got to get them doing these things. And all of the rookies this year got none of that. So everyone kind of expects, like, the rookies this year are going to be a little bit behind. Is that something, like, if you're Jordan Love and you're not, you, you go through two off seasons of not getting that stuff? Shouldn't yeah. I just like throw your development out the window? Like it's over. Like you're not going to get the reps that you needed at the time that you needed those reps. 
Yeah, there's the to me the compromise will have to be um, that veteran players only need to come to uh, you know five years of experience or more. Let's say just arbitrarily need to come for a mandatory mini camp and can do the rest virtually if that's what the NFLPA wants. I've always never quite understood why they've. I understand we all enjoy our time off. But the idea that the NFLPA has always put such a focus on limiting the offseason, I've never understood. Like, I, I would think your priority would be, you know, improved health and safety protocols during the season and lifetime health benefits and that sort of thing. But they lost the 2011 CBA because they focused on uh, making their practice life easier. That's the decision they made. In, in this instance, though, it, has, it is completely counter. 